Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh dear brothers and sisters I hope you're doing well inshallah tabarakallah today's episode guys we're going to be talking about what is the condition that Jannah is going to be in what are we going to find the condition of Jannah when we get there inshallah so in this lesson we paint a vivid picture of what we're going to see how it's going to feel as a way of inspiration and motivation for us what are the blessings of this dunya what are the blessings of of this earth that we're standing on at the moment uh, we look at those ones that help us to then benefit ourselves and start thinking okay what are the blessings around us and start appreciating them because the problem is we take everything for granted around us and we need some time just to sit down look at the environment that we're in the air we're breathing the ground that we're walking on top Mashallah, we need to take a little bit of time out. So this episode is to specifically look at the conditions of Jinnah that we'll find and also how to guide people to Islam. What is the etiquette of guiding them to Islam? Not just by force, not just by giving them lots of facts, but by leading by example. And then we look at a few examples of Rasulullah Wasallam, how he did that and what the advice is from the Quran directly. So please enjoy this episode. And inshallah, it is of benefit for you. So, the big question is this. How do Muslims like us, who live busy lives in non-Muslim countries, remain strong in our faith and practice Islam while being surrounded by temptations and distractions? How do we reconnect with Allah and strive towards Jannah as one community of believers? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Ahmed Rehan and welcome to Jinnah Talk. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Alhamdulillahi wa kafaa wa salamun ala ibadihi al-lazina astafaa amma ba'd Fa'a'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem Bismillahir rahmanir rahim La tisma'u fiha laghiyah Fi jannatin aliyah La tisma'u fiha laghiyah Fiha aynun jariyah Fiha sururun marfu'ah Wa akwabun mawdu'ah وَنَمَارِقُ مَصْفُوفَةٌ وَزَرَابِيُّ مَبْثُوثَةٌ أَفَلَا يَنظُرُونَ إِلَى الْإِبِلِ كَيْفَ خُلِقَتْ وَإِلَى السَّمَاءِ كَيْفَ رُفِعَتْ وَإِلَى الْجِبَالِ كَيْفَ نُصِبَتْ وَإِلَى الْأَرْضِ كَيْفَ سُطِحَتْ فَذَكِّرْ إِنَّمَا أَنْتَ مُذَكِّرٌ لَسْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ بِمُصَيْطِرٍ إِلَّا مَنْ تَوَلَّى وَكَفَرَ فَيُعَذِّبُهُ اللَّهُ الْعَذَابَ الْأَكْبَرَ إِنَّ إِلَيْنَا إِيَابَهُمْ ثُمَّ إِنَّ عَلَيْنَا حِسَابَهُمْ Sadaqallahu al-Azim Allahu Akbar So last week Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim So last week we covered The beginning of Surah Al-Ghashiyah Which means the overwhelming event Reflecting upon the Day of Judgment 
then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned that this is going to be Allah mentioned there's two different types of faces there'll be many faces that will be will be humbled laboring exhausted so these people are going to be these faces are going to be disgraced humiliated ashamed of the wrong they have done after realizing that yes we used to forget, we, we thought life hereafter was a joke we didn't think it existed but actually it does exist now what shall we do on the other hand, there were those that blindly just accepted what Allah has said, what His Rasul said, whether, um, whether they can see it or not, they just blindly accepted. And there you are, by, uh, by having Iman in the unseen, having Iman in the unseen, they accepted and they strived to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and live a life according to the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa these faces will be, on that day, will be full of glamour. And Allah says, They will be well pleased with their endeavour. Fi jannatin Allah says, in a lofty garden. So in a lofty garden and a high garden of jannat, they'll be enjoying themselves. La tasma'u fiha In which they will not hear any absurd talk in which they will hear no useless talk, no absurd talk. La tasma'u fiha laghiya. Ah, mashallah, we covered this last week, that um, anything which is painful, anything which can be hurtful, um, anything that can upset anyone, any of these kind of conversations will not exist in Jannah, inshallah. And these people forever will be uh, happy and delighted to hear any conversations that will take place. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Fiha In it there is a flowing spring. So subhanAllah, you can just try to close our eyes, focus and imagine that we're in this beautiful place. Um, uh, there's this beautiful gardens. Uh, there's springs flowing nearby. Everyone, wherever they're talking, is just so pleasant. It's nothing's hurtful. Anything is cheerful, is pleasing, and um, we have no worries to cook, to earn, uh, to fulfill any commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's just reward, reward, and reward. Allahu Akbar, fiha aynun jariyah. Then Allah says, fiha sururun marfu'ah. In it, uh, in it uh, there are elevated couches. In it, there are Elevated couches, sururun marfu'ah, elevated couches, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, absolutely uh, uh, relaxation, absolute relaxation, an environment of enjoyment, relaxation, Allahu Akbar, resting on these couches, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَكْوَابٌ مَوْضُوعَةٌ And goblets well-placed. Well placed and goblets well placed. So goblets another a word for glasses. So there'll be glasses for water to drink and they will be well placed. Well placed meaning that wherever there will be water, so these uh these glasses will be placed near the water. So by mentioning this, Allah so this will be a means of comfort. So just imagine you go to drink water and then you find that there's no glass there. And how are you going to drink now? You go running around or to the kitchen to here to this unit to that unit. Where's the glass of where's the glass to drink water? So that won't be the case. The glass, the glasses for the water 
will be there near them or for any other drink that they want to drink and uh, subhanallah but uh, in Jannah they won't even have to make the effort of Ahang to pour it they want it they'll be right there right in front of them subhanallah but yes they'll be present <coughs> and um, the glasses will be pre present near the water and through this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us the human beings etiquettes adab mu'asharat the etiquettes of um, society and of our living how is it's a very important chapter that is just by using the example of glass for a water or a cup for a water Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is covering a whole aspect of anything that can be means of discomfort we will not misplace anything uh, which then becomes difficult for us to find many times we say oh yeah I don't know where that tool of mine is gone why because we initially did not return it to its original place and now when at the time of need we cannot find it so the etiquette is just replace everything to its original place then you will save yourself from the hassle when the time comes similarly anything which is needed at home a towel or whatever it may be the common use which all the people of the house need just return it to its original place so that whoever is looking for it at the time of their need they find it easily so this is a major teaching of muasharat uh, of a living uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has uh, indicated towards this by mentioning that the people living in Jannah, dwelling in Jannah will not have to go through the hardship of finding the glasses for the water to drink Allahu Akbar so to this level there will be comfort for them then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and cushions arrayed and cushions arrayed yani the cushions that they will be um, the, the cushions for everyone to sit on they'll be right next to each other uh, in a systematic way um, all connected and joined on so that a person wherever he doesn't have to get up from one place to go to another place to rest rather wherever they want to uh, turn and toss and uh, rest alhamdulillah the cushions will be there for them to Relax, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. And we should ask ourselves, is it not worth it to strive to achieve such um, such blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, such comfort from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if it means I have to endure some kind of discomfort in this world by fighting against shaitan, devil, my desires, just to achieve eternal happiness, eternal success, Allahu Akbar, is priceless. People go here and there for 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 the weekend, long weekend, five days, one week, ten days, two weeks, two and a half weeks to another country, just to get their mind off other activities, just to freshen up. But the reality is that's temporary. Come back to reality. Uh, come back home, then you you got all your commitments and your tasks, your day-to-day -day tasks. And even whilst you are there, it's not that it's task-free. There is task, there are responsibilities, a lot of management, a lot of arrangements to do. Um, but that um, all, but in Jannah, there will be no such arrangements required. You you just desire, you get. You desire, you think of something, or you ask for something, you get it. وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا تَشْتَهِي أَنفُسُكُمْ وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا Wherever you, you, whatever you desire or whatever you call for, you get it. Immediately you get it. 
This level of service is hospitality from the most forgiving and merciful kind sustainer. And that's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah says, And carpets spread around. So there will be carpets spread around, laid out. There will be cushions all connected and arrayed. There will be glasses of water well placed. And there will be elevated couches where they will rest. And there will be flowing springs right in front of them. Weather pleasant. And there will be no such absurd talk. No one is going to come and upset you in any way. Um, children, you know, husband, wife, parents, siblings, friends. No call which is going to worry us or concern us. It's just a complete relaxation. Allahu Akbar. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this, this is the two different categories Allah mentions about people in the hereafter. Now, reminding humanity and especially we're addressing the people of Makkah at the time by reminding, uh, through reminding them, Allah is reminding us all to the day of judgment that not to, um, not to deny in the life hereafter and not to underestimate the power and the ability of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can create all these various different creations, it is not difficult for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to raise us again and you know, give us either award or punishment based upon what we have done. So Allah Ta'ala is saying now أَفَلَا يَنظُرُونَ إِلَى الْإِبِلِ كَيْفَ خُلِقَتْ so, so, so do they not look at the camels how they are created? So do they not look at the camels how they are created? أَفَلَا يَنظُرُونَ إِلَى الْإِبِلِ كَيْفَ خُلِقَتْ so in the footnotes it says that camels were the most favorite item of wealth for the Arabs. So the people of Makkah and the people of uh, the Arabian Peninsula, um, camels were the most favorite item of wealth for them. They benefited from camels in numerous ways. So out of all farm, uh, cam uh, animals, camels were the best for them. They were familiar with the marvelous qualities of this animal how it travelled in scorching heat of the deserts of Arabia with no water to drink, and how it was subjugated to them, even though it was much more stronger than man in physique. This is a qudrat and power of Allah. If they gave due thought to these facts, it was not difficult for them to appreciate that the creator of such an animal is so omnipotent and kind to them that he alone deserves worship and no one else. It would also lead them to the fact that such an omnipotent and wise creator has the power to raise them after death and call them to account for their deeds in this world. SubhanAllah. So the kind of creations that were around the people of Makkah at the time Allah is mentioning them uh, you know, just these four different creations of Allah SWT used here, four different examples. One, the camels, so that's what they used as a mode of transport. And then above them, when they're traveling and so on, above them was just the open skies. 
and beneath them was the earth, and around them were mountains. So Allah used these for examples that you don't have to go anywhere far. Or you, the Bedouins, you know, just ponder into these four huge creations, a magnificent creations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is sufficient for you to value how great and powerful Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. And the fact that if Allah can create such marvelous creations, humongous creations, it's not difficult for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us life again after death, subhanAllah. So this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned here. So some qualities of this camel. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, it was the largest animal for the Arabs at the time because elephants weren't, weren't existing in the area. So uh, after elephants, the greatest animal was a camel for them. Even though this camel was so big in size in comparison to uh, human beings, yeah, a poor and a simple person was able to control such a big animal without any difficulty. And um, they wouldn't have to make any effort for providing this animal food. It would just let the animal go and it will fill its belly itself. And to take the leaves of high trees, they don't have to use a ladder or anything. Uh, the, the animal will reach them themselves through the lengthy neck that Allah has given it. So unlike other animals like elephants and so on, the camel was very independent to fill its own stomach. And in the and in the deserts and the jungles of Arab Arabian uh, Peninsula, uh, there was hardly any water. And um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave this camel such strength that it would just reserve, wherever it would drink water, it would reserve the water in, uh, in its tank on which it would continuously um, you know benefit from its supply for six to eight days seven to eight days that water would last in its um, in its reserve on its tank Allahu Akbar and such a high animal such a tall animal but to get to sit on it you don't have to use um, a ladder rather Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created within its legs double knees double knees so you know it it sits down itself and lowers itself and makes it so easy for the rider to uh, transport it or to mount on it and it's such hard working animal that it would carry um, a great load um, uh, during the journeys Allahu Akbar. So it would give them the use of uh, trucks and lorries. Um, so they would have a chain of all these camels going. Allahu Akbar. So such strength Allah gave, gave this animal and such hard working it was. And uh, 
to travel during the hot scorching sun during the days in uh, uh, in the arabian countries it, w- it would be difficult so allah trained this animal such that it would be able to walk during the hours of darkness and it was such a simple animal that even if a young child a boy or a girl were able to uh, just um, uh, hold it by its rein and then they would just take it for a walk and they would just start walking so there's many from many specialities of this animal these are few and then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala further says that wa ila samai kayfa rufiat and at the sky how it is raised high do you not look at the sky how it's raised high and in other places allah then breaks it down that how magnificent this one creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is there without pillars, how the colours changes and there's no faults inside it, it doesn't require any repairs and so on. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And the mountains, how they are installed, huge mountains, huge mountains, how they are installed and keeping the earth firm on water, the power of Allah. And Allah says, وَإِلَى الْأَرْضِ كَيْفَ سُطِحَتْ And at the earth, how it is spread out. And at the earth, how it's spread out. Another huge creation of Allah SWT, unending. And so many benefits of the earth. Not so soft, not too hard. Allahu Akbar. Then Allah says, فَذَكِّرْ إِنَّمَا أَنْتَ مُذَكِّرْ These are all signs for these people to ponder and reflect upon and accept the truth. But if they are failing to do so, then don't worry. Your job is just to continue to remind them. The translation of this verse is your, um, that so Prophet ﷺ, keep on preaching. You are only a preacher. You are only a preacher. Your job is to preach, to remind, to advise, to convey the message. That's the belief. That's your job. You do that. Allah says, "Lasta alayhim You are not a taskmaster set up over them. You are not a taskmaster set up over them. Lasta alayhim It's not your job to make sure everyone ends up practicing and achieves guidance. That's not in your control. That's not your task. Your task is to remind. You continue reminding, whether they accept or not. You don't worry about that. Then Allah says, Allah says, but whoever turns away and disbelieves. So you're reminding, but you're not, um, you, you're not a taskmaster set up over them. It, but whoever turns away and disbelieves. So you're reminding, but someone still prefers to disbelieve and turn away. Then that's not for you to worry. They're challenging Allah by disbelieving and disobeying. Then Allah will punish them with the greatest torment. Uh, after giving them many opportunities and chances in this life, many reminders, they still prefer to you know, deserve that for themselves. Then they'll get that. Surely towards us, they have to return. Yeah, they can come to us. We'll deal with them. You don't worry about that. 
And through our Prophet we've been assigned this task because there's no other Prophet to come to the Day of Judgment. It's our responsibility to remind ourselves, remind, remind our family members, remind our friends, remind our fellow community members, remind the wider communities and the entire humanity of Allah, of the importance of Allah of life hereafter. Then it is our job to call them to account. Then it is our job to call them to account. Any accountability, it is upon us, and we will, uh, we will deal this, deal, deal with this. Allahu Akbar. Thumma inna alayna hisabahum. So we make dua Allah SWT grants us true realization of this. Alhamdulillah, with the grace of Allah SWT, Surah Al-Ghashiyah is now completed. May Allah give us true realization of this and entire humanity to wake up and answer to the call of Allah SWT before it's too late. Ameen. Inshallah, you enjoyed that episode and gained benefit. Please join us in our Facebook group by clicking the link which is in the bio of this episode. In there you'll find over 350 Muslims who are sharing information, knowledge, how to better our deen, family tips and photos relating to this episode as well. Until then, I will speak to you in the group. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.